Hello everyone, this is Jeremy McCain and you are listening to Ridge to Reef, the podcast version. We've been doing a bunch of live broadcasts over the last few months during quarantine. I mean, what else are you going to do, right? You're going to sit in a room and then talk into a microphone and maybe a camera. Well, that's essentially what I did. Uh, But I just thought, you know what, there's some really great people around the world that are doing some really great things. And you know what, it might be a good idea to put everyone together and talk about the ocean. So if you love the ocean... Yeah, he came to the right place. Today, we've got Torsten Thiel. Torsten Thiel is an economist uh, by, by, by definition. That's what he is. He is the founder of the Global Ocean Trust. And um, you know, he's going to talk a little bit today about the blue economy. What does that even mean? What is that? So um, get ready. Here we go. This is Ridge Sharif. So my name is Torsten Thiele, and I am uh, running something called Global Ocean Trust. So my focus is really to find sustainable ocean solutions. And I spent 20 plus years working in the financial world. Um, I helped financing the transition of Eastern Europe. I helped financing the rollout of mobile and broadband data in Africa. And the ocean is the big new space, the big challenge, and the big opportunity. And that opportunity is to really work with nature. A nature-based solutions approach is what we're looking for. And the ocean is the largest nature space ecosystem that we can work with. So it's a brilliant opportunity. And it needs its own way of thinking about it so that we harness the opportunities of, of nature. And that's why it is so important that when we talk about the ocean economy, which I use as sort of the broader term, the ocean economy is what's happening there. There is an economy in the ocean. There are all kinds of things happening. When we talk about the blue economy, that's the sustainable economy. That's the new economy. That's one based on exploration on nature, on understanding that blue natural capital is at the heart of all the systems. And that's where we need to take this agenda. And that's where all our efforts can be. And and finance is really just a tool to allow us to be in the right places so that we really help ocean ecosystem restoration work with natural oceans. So that's that's interesting. So you know you you've you defined this in in basically two buckets. You know you've got ocean economy and blue economy. Um, so traditional things that I can think of that would be ocean economy would be fishing. Uh, maybe it's it's mining. Uh, maybe it's a number of different things that we're all familiar with. Uh, maybe oil and gas exploration. Maybe could you give us some examples of what uh, maybe the blue economy examples would be? Yeah, so the blue economy is entirely different from that. So the blue economy is, let's see whether we understand the genetic composition of a sea slug, because as it turns out, that little bit of genetic information will help us with a cancer cure. The blue economy is understanding that the surface structure of a shark skin is so amazing that if we can copy that and have that type of structure, we have a much more efficient surface 
on which uh, you do not get the kind of residues and chances for disease that you... Um, so nature shows us these solutions. Similarly, being on the coast, the changes it does to our own well-being, that's the ocean health brought to human health. So we have huge areas of where being with the ocean, understanding the ocean, learning from nature, nature had much more time to come up with really clever things in the ocean space. And our focus is to see those, to understand those, to work with those. It's the ocean that gives us air to breathe. It's the ocean that can give us energy. It's all of this is there, it's free, it's for us to work with the systems there. And so it's a huge opportunity. It's 21st century economy. Most of the economy that now has value is a knowledge-based economy. And it's that knowledge base that we can create by working with nature and with the ocean. So that's what a sustainable blue economy is. You know, in your work well, in the European Union, you know, um, you know, back in the days as the euro was kind of forming, um, it, it's a very similar type of scenario, right? Because you now have to kind of figure out how to figure out ways to collaborate and, and bring maybe different cultures and principles together. Um, in many ways, I see this happening in what you're talking about with the ocean economy. In your opinion, from an from an economic standpoint, what does that future look like as we kind of start to put the puzzle pieces together? You know, what are some of the biggest challenges, and what do you, what do you see are the ways that we overcome some of those challenges? So, this is exactly the right kind of collaborative framing that we need for this, because it's it's by bringing completely different disciplines and ways of thinking and timing together. One of the real challenges the ocean economy, the traditional ocean economy had, it was all about what lasts. So it was very slow moving. It's about, you know, the things shouldn't break up kind of way of thinking. That's great, but that's not appropriate for the kind of fast moving nature based type of thinking that we now need. And so it's that transition of bringing a lot of folks to the table that actually don't think about the ocean in their day-to-day -day because they have expertise, they have knowledge that we really need to bring into the space. And then we have half that opportunity. And the cross-cultural component is a key component of that. A lot of what is value is created through that joint understanding. And I mean, it's fascinating. Finance started with the ocean. It's the cowrie shell that gave us that first bit of currency and store value. And that's how we need to think about this is sort of the blue natural capital as that new starting point as a way of really teasing out what nature can teach us and how we can best work with it. That's, uh, that's fascinating. And I think that that's, you know, obviously, you know, we, I think within a, I think we're looking at this now, where before we were, we, were, we would easily silo off and say, well, this is how we do things over here, but as we see with COVID, um, all of us are, are drastically interconnected, both from an environmental and also obviously from an economic standpoint. Um, how do you see um, some of these things starting to kind of come together in a post-COVID world, or, or, or do you? Yeah, very much so. I, I think, take an example, take infrastructure. Mm. We are going to spend not millions, not billions, we're going to spend 
70, 80 trillion over the next decades on a new infrastructure. If we do that in a way that doesn't understand these ecosystems, doesn't work with the changes that are happening in nature, it's inefficient, it's going to be long-term unstable and insecure. And we have the opportunity here to bring in nature-based solutions, which are much more efficient ways of doing this, that are cheaper, more flexible, more, more able to deal with change and volatility. And that's sort of addressing these ocean risk issues, finding appropriate solutions for that. That's the, the, the real way forward. And post-COVID, COVID really is that big, wake up guys, here's a signal. And this is how we can wake up. We can see that ocean-based solutions, nature is the way forward to do this in a way where um, investing becomes something that is supportive rather than destructive. Well, as you well know, uh, the, one of the main reasons why we're we're gathering uh, with Ultramarine kind of in a virtual environment, well, is actually because of the COVID idea. Originally, we were all going to try to see if we could get together in person, um, but we're doing we're, we're learning uh, new ways of, of collaboration. Um, but the the general idea was to try to amplify the idea of what Palau had done with um, their Palau pledge, and uh, you know here with us, you know we're, we have. Uh, the First Lady, uh, Debbie Rumigasau, who will be talking uh, a lot more and and, and obviously will, will be heard throughout the day of, you know, some of the things that, that have been done. Um, but I'm, I'm curious because, you know, there are on one side of it, uh, there there is this protection of the waters and there's this reinvestment that you talk about. Um, how, how do you see taking something like the Palau Pledge um, and, and getting everybody on board, you know, prior to visiting a country? From an economic standpoint, um, how, how do you see that as an advantage or a disadvantage? And, and are there, as we say in Texas, are there any scorpions in the deal, things that we should watch out for? And I've been really impressed by Palau. I think that Palau has really managed to change the way people think about a location that is all about the marine space, all about that beautiful nature and to validate to think about it even ahead of visiting as to what it means to engage with it be part of it that's that's value creation and that is therefore economically viable and it's the right thing to do for for an island and what i found is actually islands in particular are kind of thought leaders I can see that in the Seychelles, I can see that in the Galapagos, I can see it in Palau. Those are places that really make you think. And bringing up these, these, these new ideas and concepts is key. And, and with Palau leading um, the, the next Our Ocean Conference, it's such a, such a key player. I see it in the UN, I see it everywhere. So I think the Palau patches is, is, is a brilliant opportunity that others should take up. And I think um, you know. I think your your sentiments about how um, you know these these collaboration is key. Uh, I mean, I, I can't think of another another way I, that would that would make all of this work. I mean, we are all intrinsically connected, and uh, we have these made up lines that we call uh, you know borders. And and but yet we still breathe the same air, and we still dip from the same place to get our fish and those kinds of things. So that's why these things are really important, of course. Um, 
you mentioned investing in the oceans uh, uh, a little while ago. Um, what are some of the ways I think that you can see some of these uh, you know participating nations kind of reinvest back into the ocean uh, or invest in the ocean? Um, you know, what's what's exciting to you right now that, that you're you're seeing uh, in the in the market? And um, I think there is a first level that everybody should get their head around it, which is reduce stressors. It is completely obvious that every island, every coast needs to reduce the stresses on the ocean space. So that's an amazing investment opportunity. Make all islands net zero day one. Let's put that in place. Let's just go there. It's fantastic, makes complete financial and economic sense and is really interesting. And everybody gets that. Now, I'm going a step further. After the stressors, it's the regenerators. It's the thinking through of what we can do to actually regenerate, change, deliver new opportunities. And that's really what, what is the exciting part for me, to think about those, bring the best of science on board, bring the best of new creativity and innovation around that. And I think that's how we build a new world. I mean, that's I, I I can't imagine anyone saying it any better than that. That's that I I wholeheartedly agree. And um, it's been so great to have you here today. Uh, it's like it's it's a huge, huge, uh, just I don't know. It's, it's it's a big thing to me that you're here, that you're part of all of this because um, I I think so highly of you, and I love the stuff that you're doing and just the clarity in which you speak. And so thank you really for being part of this. Thank you so much. Yep. Great talking to you. You know, when we think about the blue economy, we think about all of these ideas uh, that, you know, typically come up. I mean, we, we heard Torsten talk about it today, but, you know, we hear about, you know, blue financing, which in a lot of ways really isn't anything that great. I mean, it's just the restructuring of debt in some ways. But to make an economy about the regeneration of the ocean and not the exploitation of the ocean, I mean, think about it. I mean, that's what we do now. I mean, we... We exploit the oceans uh, to our own individual benefit, and it creates a problem when it comes to the tragedy of the commons. And that's, you know, all of us showing up at the oceans at the same time, taking whatever we can, not realizing that the more that we do that, the less we're going to be able to pull out, and we're not giving the ocean enough time to regenerate. So a blue economy that focuses on this exact thing, I think, is something that we definitely need. And it's so great. Thank you, Torsten, for being on the show today. Um, globaloceantrust.com is the is the website and I think when we look at all of the things that we've talked about today it really gives us hope for what could be next um, this isn't an industrial revolution this is a blue revolution and you all are part of it thank you for listening today this has been Ridge to Reef.